Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Hello, thank you for joining Beautiful Earth on this beautiful, beautiful day here in Michigan with the sunshine and so much good, so much joy, so much beauty waiting to be expressed as you, as me, and um, hi, hello. (laughs) Welcome to Beautiful Earth, and we are going to spend this time together knowing that at the end of this listening I won't be the same person and you won't be the same person. If you're the same person you were yesterday or last week, you've actually gone backwards. (laughs) Meaning, look at nature. It evolves. Look at the universe. It's expanding. We are here to become more ourselves. We're here to bring forward the qualities of nature, of creation into our lives. Nature is emerges nature is the earth shows us that things want to grow things want to evolve we see the the weed being able to push through concrete when the weed hits the concrete it doesn't say why are you here concrete or why is this my fault because it just focuses on what's emerging we can learn so much from a weed There's so much wisdom around us. There's so much good around us if we just only slow down and notice. Life is in constant celebration. God is constantly being God. Just like gravity doesn't take a day off, the good in this life doesn't take a day off. However, I know there's pains we carry. I know there's a part of your mind that says, that is a bunch of bullshit. Don't you realize what's happening with my bills? or in my body, or what this person did to me. No, sweetheart, I do know. I really do know. I I have not had the most fuzzy uh, upbringing. I had lots of violence and all sorts of stuff to to grow and heal from growing up. And, and, you know, people have strong opinions about my work, and and they're not afraid to express them, and all sorts of things, meaning I know... I know people can be mean. However, the greatest security and the greatest joy comes from connecting to your own heart. It really does. It really, really does. Now, I'm on a bit of a tangent here, so let me do the the formal stuff. So you are listening to Beautiful Earth with Barbara White. I am a spiritual teacher and holistic mentor. I am the incredible, privileged uh, expression or uh, creator of self-acceptance process, which is a powerful transpersonal program that births people into their gifts and their true self. I'm just so geeked about the self-acceptance process. (laughs) I've written a few books. You can check those out on Amazon. And on Beautiful Earth, we celebrate the innate, meaning inborn connection to our body, our sexuality, emotional awareness, creativity, food, and the earth. We celebrate this big divine mother that is not just of us, but is us. 
Somebody's calling. <laughs> and then today we are hosting Rita Patel, who I've had her on when the when Beautiful Earth was called Calling All Leaders All and Healers. I believe I had her on that show as well because for, for really two reasons. One, I really admire and um, love the work that Rita brings to the planet. And she is a consciousness holder, a placeholder. You know, we're all placeholders, by the way. We all have gifts, whether they be, um, like I was just listening to a lecture from Steve Harvey, and he was saying, you, you know, but we all have gifts. Yours could be lawn cutting. And about this friend he used to make fun of that used to get up in the morning and say, I can't go out, guys. I got to cut lawn. And then now, 10 years later, he has a lawn cutting business where he um, makes $2 million a year and he does a lot of charity work. So, I mean, everyone has gifts. And I think we always think our gifts are always about action, movement, performing. Um, But your gift could be cooking a really good meal and that could bring you forward into the planet of how you're supposed to serve and support you, by the way. Because when you follow your highest joy and your gifts, you always, always are supported. Always. There's a moment where you will have to kind of get some bumps and bruises, but you'll always be supported. So Rita definitely is not an exception to that. She is has followed her gifts and followed what is her calling on the planet. And we will have a conversation later. That's one reason I'll bring her on. I just love her work, love what she does. The second reason is her and I have been friends, I think, for about 10 years now, uh, maybe give or take a year. And we have such a – when we start talking, you'll you'll feel the flow. When, we, when her and I get talking, it is – there's just this – I say things that I wouldn't normally say. She says things, she, meaning we – we become even greater in each other's presences. And um, I like to surround myself with people like that, that I become even greater in their presence. But um, knowing that I am complete and whole, but I cannot, I, what I do with another person becomes even more beautiful, like two musicians mastering their instruments and they come together and they create a symphony. And um, so, yeah, that's the second reason is we just, we, we, we play a, a beautiful symphony together <laughs> when we talk. <laughs> Um, before we do that, though, I always like to give you a gift uh, every month. I like to do an activation, a powerful, powerful activation in meditation that can help to align you with the truth of your being and clear away some some crud that you might be holding. If you're new, I feel drawn to talk about this um, right now. If you're new to spiritual growth, my first advice to you is there is no there, meaning there is always here. And when you think there is a there, you never get there. <laughs> and that quote, I believe, I always misquote who it's from, but I think I'm right this time about it being Emerson. Journey, 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 never stop journeying. And when you end, you'll end right where you started, but know it for the first time. You end where you started, but know it for the first time, meaning that's the, in spiritual growth, that's the paradox is you always have everything already. You are whole, you are beautiful, just like a flower has all the components of the universe within it. Um, one atom of the, one atom of the universe literally has all the components. One cell of your body, we know now with, with our technology, we know it has all the DNA for the whole body. So this model that we see in the universe, we see in our biology, and we actually see in, in, in energy, too, in the quantum field, that one part has the whole. 
that one part of your body has a complete expression of you. And so you are just one part of the body of the universe and you are a complete expression and you have everything already. The thing is this world hypnotizes us into getting and grasping, right? And I'm not saying anything, all the wisdom traditions, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judeo-Christian all talks about stop grasping, right? So attachment and aversion in Buddhism and in uh, Judeo-Christian, they seek first the kingdom of heaven is within. God is no far, farther than your own, um, your own aorta. But we still think, even when I, th- I find when people use the word God, they're still still thinking of something outside of themselves and almost consider it sacrilegious to really acknowledge their wholeness and their fullness. And yet it's only through really acknowledging that do we glorify God, do we glorify the universe, do we really, we don't teach in words, we teach in our vibration. And our vibration is really dependent on our own self-awareness. There's been times I've had things come up where I've I've really said something stupid, you ever do that? (laughs) Or I was angry or not compassionate in a place I wanted to be compassionate or something, right? And the way that I actually help to just sit with that part of myself and love it, be with it, is I remembered that my self-love is always going to vibrationally affect all those around me. Working with, um, I don't know, I'm probably at 50,000 session hours at this point, but working with hundreds and hundreds of people in this work, I've seen bodies heal, lives transform, and not from people running around trying to fix everything, but from their own self-love. That the way that you look at the world, the lens you look at it affects the world around you. And, of course, now we have the studies in quantum physics that shows that two atoms will always remain entangled, that they always affect each other, that everyone you've ever been in contact with, your vibration affects them. And then we have the work, of course, of David Hawking on on vibration and consciousness that shows actually that's even bigger, that it's people that are in your vicinity that that are affected by your self-love. And that can go upward depending on how much you vibrate in the energy and consciousness of love and then He shows what's even higher than love is joy. And joy, of course, is evidence of the soul. Joy joy for no reason. Joy based on conditions. I got this. This person did this. Oh, this person's healthy now. And now this condition. Not that we don't want people to be healthy around us. We want good things. I want good things. However, my joy, if it's dependent on that, I become a jumping bean of reaction to my world. And really, I, I don't, I'm not that effective in really um, being a beneficial presence. You know, there's too many, too many parents or moms I've, I've talked to, and we really, one of my gifts is I'm able to see what the limiting belief, the core limiting belief that is kind of like the keystone that's affecting the person's body or creating the suffering in their life. And then I help energetically move that. I help kind of um, usher it so that we can move it. And then once I kind of give that, kind of like picking somebody up out of a hole, then I like to teach people how to do it for themselves because I am not interested in being anyone's, um, you know, I don't want to be anybody in, anybody's crutch. But I know that we are here to vibrationally pull people out of holes and then teach them how to do it themselves. That's 
That is so important. That's um, why I love the, the self-acceptance process program that I offer. Because uh, people learn. They learn how to do it themselves. So I've had so many parents where the core limiting belief is actually, if I worry about you, I love you. And that worry somehow um, is equated with love. Or people actually commonly have the belief in their life that if they have a problem, then they got to think about it. And how can they not think about it? How can they not chew on it? And it's the same way, of course, that people approach their own self-healing, their own inner work, that we think that analyzation is the way that we heal. And then people that talk therapy is great, but it's not so great. It can actually do a lot of damage if the facilitator or the therapist is not aware of their true self. They'll actually get you to talk more about your problems and focus more on your problems without the transpersonal, without the awareness that they are spirit, however they frame it, right? Their Christ self, their Krishna self, their Buddha self, however they frame, or they're the universe, however they frame that there's something more than their, their body, their meat suit. If, they're, if your facilitator is not aware of that, and they're, they're, or your doctor or your therapist isn't aware of it, isn't holding that in their body, then they're actually hurting you. And I know that's a strong statement, but I've, I've seen it too many times. You want to always, whether it be your therapist, your mentor, your physician, your teacher, you want them to be aware that you are not your problems, you are not your issues. Because if they think they are their body and they think you are their issues, they're just going to, they're going to, Maybe they'll, you know, the old saying of rearrange the deck chairs in the Titanic, they'll, they'll make things look better. They'll manage the pain. They'll manage the issue. But they're not, you're not really having a real transformation. You're not coming into a greater identity of who and what you truly are. See, everything on this planet is really to, meant to do that. It's meant to show you who and what you truly are. And if something hasn't done that, like if you, you know, you got the girl and you got the you got the job or you got the thing you wanted, but you didn't really come into a realization of your true self, like the next realization, like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is you know, who you are should always be growing and evolving. And like I began the program here on Beautiful Earth, if, if who you are today is the same as yesterday, then you've gone backwards. And who and what you truly are is already here. It's already right here. You're, re- you're opening it. You're discovering it. You're, you're revealing it. You're not trying to get anything. You're not trying to heal anything. You're here to reveal. Not heal, but reveal. Not get, but live. And it's actually the more that you become still, the more you manifest whatever you want, whatever your dreams, anything. The more you, the more you rest in that stillness within, the more you'll have the life of your dreams. Now, that, that statement sounds like Chinese for, to most people, and maybe that will be a topic, I think, uh, something Rita and I have been really practicing in our own life. And that's the other thing I love about my guest, Rita, I'm going to bring on in a few minutes, is, and, and people that I love being around is like that, is that they, this is their practice. Like, when I'm talking about stillness, stillness and, and being the highest version of yourself and living your dreams, um, Rita practices that. That's who she is in her life. So when she goes and she teaches people or she works, she'll tell you about some of the amazing programs she's involved in right now. She's just sharing what she's been doing. You know, she's just sharing what she's doing in her life. 
And that's that's how I love to teach. Like, hey, this is just what I'm doing. Oh, hey, this you know this this things I'm all excited about that you're excited about too, and this helps you. Okay, cool. Right. So we teach in our vibration. We teach from our own living example. And that's why, again, kind of circling back, that's why your own inner practice, your own self-love, your own inner growth is so important. And by the way, that self-love and inner growth is not, you know, we're here on this planet to, to be interdependent. And that's another topic that Rita, I'd love to talk, uh, tell just her perception of that. She's got such a un- great understanding of interdependence. And we have such an obsession, incredible obsession with um with independence, thinking that, you know, it's uh, thinking that needing others or needing, it's like you look at anyone that's done incredible great things on the planet, um, take Martin Luther King, was, uh, being Black History Month, uh, Martin Luther King, look how many people he had on his team, you know, we we don't even realize that Rosa Parks actually had a whole team of people planning that that move on the bus, she didn't do that alone. And so we're here to be in community, to be in a team, and we're interdependent, we're one. And, um, you know, you see people so afraid of connecting and intimacy and relationship. And believe me, I I have had to work through a lot of stuff on that myself. (laughs) And, and yet we're here to be, we're here to be in a team. We're here, not just a two person team. People seem to think it's always about that, but we're here to have a tribe. We're here to have a community. Um, and I know that it takes work to be in a tribe. You either have to go to a community center or a church or you've got to start asking people to lunch. Um, and you've got to be willing to receive help. That's a big one. And people don't realize that until you learn how to receive help, you really don't come into the next version of yourself. It's um, very important to give, yes, because when we give, we realize what we already have. When we give, we step out of our narcissism or obsession with like rehashing our issues so giving and serving is paramount, and so is receiving, so is asking for help. So it's all part of that one flow, that grace. All right, so grace. That grace is my favorite word. I don't know if you know that. Do you have a favorite word? <laughs> all right, so we are about 20 minutes, and I think this, is a, this feels like a good time to introduce Rita, and then her and I can talk. All right, so this woman... Oh, I love all the initials at the after the end of her. I didn't, I've never seen all the initials. So CPA, MPH, CWWPM. <laughs> That's great. Is an artist, pattern designer, creativity consultant, coach with over 20 years of experience in health and wellness. Rita is a founder of Experiments in Beautiful Thinking. Experiments in Beautiful Thinking, an approach where people can go from appreciation of beauty to participation with beauty while coming into greater creative expression and reverence for themselves and other beings. It's beautiful. This practice is, this pra, the practices and experiments in beautiful thinking are a communal, communal resource that builds restorative power, a way to negotiate life, and ultimately leads with confidence and connection. Our experience of beauty can transform the world by changing how we see ourselves, our situations, and our environment. Rita Patel is an international speaker, facilitator, coach, consultant, creative ally for individuals, communities, organizers by design, designing bespoke projects. The promise in her work is to foster personal and collective agency, especially in uncomfortable and unfamiliar situations by tapping into each person's creative force so they can connect 
and be in their personal power with confidence. She is currently engaged in collaborative community organization, art-centered projects that are designed to shift perspectives, transcend boundaries, and reimagine new narratives. Wow, this is just a great, these are great paragraphs. <laughs> They're inspiring me just reading them. Her art, design, and illustration, and image patterns as image patterns as entry points. Oh, beautifully open doorways that invite viewers into themselves and greater wholeness. Rita feels strongly that we resonate with only that which is already a part of us, that the mystery is, with, is in the familiar, but perhaps unknown. The beauty we experience invites us to explore and discover our own creative genius that in turn allows us to flourish and live the life we are born to live. She works in different media and loves to work large, either physically or conceptually in in intricate detail. Her visual style is layered, intricate, surreal, fantastical, and ethereal. (laughs) That's great. Uh, And welcoming on Rita Patel. Barbara, she's not here yet. Oh, she's not. Oh. Okay, well, let's see here. I know she was really excited to come on the show. So. Oh, yes, I have a text from her. I'm going to say, yes, please call. (laughs) All right, yes, please call. Just introduced you. So, Courtney, she should be calling in any second. No problem. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody, while we wait for Rita, which is well worth the wait, let's go ahead and take a moment to connect into her body. I was talking with some yoga instructors. Um, I'll be teaching a self-acceptance day program out at uh, Lifetime in Canton. I've discovered I had some bias. I thought that, you know, big corporations can't have heart or, um, and the Lifetime in Canton is my playground now. It's like there's so much community. um, There's so much, um, there's just so much good there. And so anyways, the yoga instructors were telling me that they commonly have people that can't even feel their feet. They can't even um, notice. So just notice if you're feeling your feet. Notice if, um, Notice if you can really sense into your feet and calves. So it's very common if you can't. Um, people become more and more disassociated. So just breathe into your feet, breathe into your legs. And then breathe into your whole body. Know that your body has the capacity to pull in universal energy, chi, your quantum field, that your body is like a transmitter. It's not this just dead flesh. Notice whatever's coming up, but notice it with compassion and let it be there. Now you can say hello to it, like if there's some pain coming up, physical pain or emotional But simple technique is I can love that. And so whenever that thing that comes up, just say I can love that. Or I'm willing to love that. 
So just taking one minute now, I'm going to be silent for just one minute. Notice your body and breathe. Anything rises up, you can just say hello to it and let it move through, or you can say, I'm willing to love that. Wonderful. And as you let yourself be willing to love that, sometimes it will move through. Sometimes it just needs to hang out a little bit longer. And because everything is flowing, everything is impermeant, if you really give it permission to hang out as long as it needs, eventually it will move. And it's only when we're energetically or psychologically resisting something that something can hang out. And so the process of being still with it. It's like the only part in the Bible where it talks about laboring. One of the very few parts is labor to be still, still, I believe it's in Hebrews. And so meditation is in fact that. Really opening to your true self is in fact that. It's watching all these things that come up and being still with them and and holding a reverence for yourself and for that moment. Wonderful. And just take one more breath into your body, knowing that you are already here. The good is already here. The day, your life, there's an incredible good that's already there. You just have to open to it. Just have to be available to it. Just have to align with it. Not about getting anything. It's about letting. The solution is already there. The well-being is already there. The steps are already there. You just have to be still and open to it. And that, be again, being still and open can be hard when you're getting distracted by pain or problems or thoughts. So being still and open is a practice. And our mind would rather do anything. It's like I was talking with somebody the other day that said they'd rather spend two, three hours cleaning the house and going to the gym than sitting half an hour, 20 minutes still with themselves. And that's just insane. You can't actually sit with yourself. I mean, it's insane. I get it. And it's absolutely insane because all your dreams can come true as you learn to be still. They truly can. All right. So I believe we have Rita. Hi, Barbara. Hello. <laughs> Did I forget to send you the number? Um, I didn't receive it, so I don't know if you forgot. But here we I are. Have, I must have. That's you know <laughs> classically me. <laughs> I apologize. It all. No worries. It all worked out. Were you listening online? I just listened to the end, like the last couple minutes. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Why? Well, I, I gave you all sorts of um, accolades, read your um, bio, and um, I've been dovetailing a couple topics that can just evolve in our in our conversation today about um, interdependence, and then um, I was also talking about how we teach in our living example and how you, you're just sharing your practice, you're just sharing what you're already doing, and how I really loved that you do that. And then I was, the other reason I said I was bringing you on is because we, we just tend to flow together real well. So now I've caught you up. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> I feel oh, yeah. I, it's all part of the creative process. I feel like it all um, flows as it's supposed to. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's in your heart to talk about right now? Um, well, I mentioned creative process and, um, you know, what's been on my mind is, uh, just this idea of creativity and why it's important to take that more seriously. Um, I, I talk about how we should have, um, uh, I think, uh, uh, you were just, I think, believe talking about meditation. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so um, I am taking that seriously, how essential that is. Um, uh, and I I believe having a creative practice, um, which to me meditation is a part of, is um, vital. So that's what's on my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that, was that quote that you shared with me that was your, um, you had in your journal and, and it's about the creativity, it was something like that, creativity being vital. Oh, I, it was about the wound. Um, let me see if I can find it, because um, I won't remember exactly what it is. Uh, but how, well, as I'm looking for it, it's uh, it's how it's um, not having that in our life um, is the greatest wound to our soul. Mm-hmm. Not having creativity. Yeah, not um, seeing yourself as creative. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Not feeling as if one is creative, let alone an artist, is the greatest wound in your soul. Mm-hmm. So can you speak to that? Because it's like that, I think that you probably have heard a whole bunch, and I know I've heard a whole bunch, which is people say, well, I'm just not creative. Yeah. But to me, that's the, um, it's like the most painful thing I hear on a regular basis. Um you know, what I always say is that you would not be here if you were not creative. I mean, you're a creative being and every cell in your body is created, creating in every moment. And so are you, whether or not you're, you see it that way. Um, mm. and, uh, and, and, and like we have this very, um, I think language is the impediment and conceptions and ideas. So we have this very narrow um, definition of what creative means and people start thinking about drawing and painting and all of that and so those are all um, forms of creative expression but being creative is so much broader than that Um, it's it's really about creating your life and being engaged in it and um, it's this uh, notion of uh, participating in your experiences and um, I'm starting to go in different directions, but it's um, follow that tangent. Go, go, get it, go. <laughs> yeah, participating in your experiences. Yeah, it's participating in your experiences, and it's um, it's really these ideas of um, when you do that, you experience yourself um, by letting go. Um, building a creative confidence. Um, it's not about the end product of what you create. It's just about being in that process and mm-hmm. you grow in deeper levels of awareness. And so I've been thinking about, um, I read a lot of different things um, for the different interests that I have and the work that I do. And one of the biggest trends um, for 2019 put out by these, you know, big trend houses that look at all these different areas of our life, political, economic, and all that is that, this deep um, 
need for creative expression is going to be um, uh, it's going to be the biggest trend in 2019. And coupled with that is the need for community. And if you are experiencing yourself and participating in a creative practice, um, you build a relationship, um, not just with yourself, but with, um, with other beings um, and with the earth, which I think is um, essential for our times. I mean, it's at the crux of all this, it's important for your well-being. Um, and there's been plenty of research on that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, being participating in experiences. I just that that statement that started this beautiful tangent. I really like that you said, and it um, reminds me of that statement that uh, you have heard, and maybe some have not heard it, which is, "We have a choice to be a consumer or be creative." And okay. I think people realize how much they're actually identifying and living as a consumer. And, um, and I think we're tired of that, which is why you see that trend. Um, mm. And, and to be, to, and I, it's, and we do that because we're conditioned that way. I and mean, we live in a, a particular type of um, construct and ec- the economics is how we've built it only survive by us consuming um, and uh, and so um, economic growth happen happen through the human being, and uh, and so it's not like it's not all like a a fault of ours. It's just how we've been raised, and being creative is something that is uh, conditioned out of us. So it's like really mm-hmm. trying to heal that wound is something that I'm interested in, and um, we talk uh, we talk so much in dichotomy about um, how we you know, to be part of a community, we, you know, you can't be independent. (laughs) And um, I think, I think we can, I think my, what I'm revolving around is like, you know, if you are in full expression of yourself, that's how you actually truly can be in community. Um, It's, it's actually not either or it's, it's the two work together. So Mm. yeah, it's just, it's this. Uh, it's how you develop compassion, so you can um, have that interdependence and subjectivity, because you no longer objectify yourself or others. You know. You, mm. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, if you really need to take a, um, if you have a desire, or even get to the desire to take a stand for something, you have to have that uh, confidence that comes from having a creative practice to um, uh, stand up for something when convention, everyone around you is saying that it's wrong. Mm. Um, and uh, that's, so that's, that's essential for our times. And, and with that goes this, no matter what you're doing, in, what you find as a creative expression is um, you're increasing what I call the possibility feeling. So mm. you're using one of the most important aspects of what makes you human your imagination and so that allows you to envision new ways of being otherwise you're kind of recycling um regurgitating uh stale ideas you know Mm -hmm. i'm just uh i just love in that state i'm loving so many of what you just said of how uh being in full expression of ourselves is how we can be in community. It's not either or. And 
and then you used the term a possibility feeling and and how um for not in our imagination where we are rehashing old ideas and old thoughts and then wondering why life keeps on giving us back the same stuff over and over. <laughs> right. Forget. Yeah. You know, and and I um when I'm interviewing someone I like to say, you know, kind of tap into people that are listening and thinking, okay, what would they be asking right now? And so what I feel like they're asking right now is when you said the statement, you know, creativity got conditioned out of us, then, you know, what next? Because, because the, the, the statement is, well, how do I get my creativity back? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's what I do, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's really important um, to um, put, to even to move forward, even in the face of all the evaluators in your world, including your own mind, and no. try something. Oh, oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Just, just okay. Don't don't lose your flow. I just, Rita, you, you got so many great statements. That one, I'm just I'm just like to move forward in the face of all your evaluators. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you quote yourself on that one, Chicky. That was oh, okay. Um, Yeah, because um, you have to take yourself. And so in that, in the moving forward, um, do it with a sense of play and joy. And so when you don't take yourself seriously, when there's a lightness to yourself, um, you can experiment. And so I have, you know, everything I do, I call experiments and beautiful thinking. Um, It's important to know that you won't know what you're doing, and that's actually normal, like to to redefine what's normal. So not having a plan, uh, being totally in the unknown, not knowing, and you can't get rid of all these um, evaluators, but you can um, still move forward in the wake of that, knowing that that's just normal. You know, that's not really – they're not the – um, the true arbiters of justice <laughs> and or, or judging what you do yet right or wrong there is no such thing as right or wrong and and I think you start very small you set aside a little bit of time and do something that's easy um, for you um, uh, and for some reason um, maybe because we're getting closer to spring right now and um, I see little bits of green coming up from the dirt gardening is a great way um, using whatever you do, you need to use your hands, use your body. Maybe it's just moving. Yeah. Cause it's, um, we spend so much time in our minds and thinking about this and, and experience requires using all parts of us and we are in, in a body form. And so embodiment is really important when you experience yourself creatively. So, and that's how you experience yourself creatively. So use your hands, move, cut things out, put them together. Um, I, I start moving people through collage because people generally are not, um, are not apprehensive about that. And then I, I guide them through a process and people enjoy it and, and all that. And it's like everyone can do a lot of things. It's just a matter of practice. So. Mm. But ex- I, yeah, so in the experimenting, also explore. You don't have to stick with anything. Try new things. Mm -hmm. it was a little general but I hope that was getting at what um, you were asking oh it really is and that um, 
our everyday ordinary life is an opportunity to be creative. So it's, uh-huh. people can be gardening, people can uh, use in cooking, they could um, think creatively when they're getting dressed in the morning, they could uh-huh. uh, welcome, like what would be creative in how they uh, even the space around them. So like, um, and so you're, you're saying like gardening, yeah, like in that, in that all those things have to be a hands-on body experience, but that, that makes so much sense because it's like, um, it's, it's, as you know, it's kind of how I, I believe uh, good, good healing or therapy is, is it needs to engage it all, engage, not just our mind. It needs to engage our body and it needs to engage our energy and it needs to, engage our emotions and if we're so to, to get the body in there that's that's really um really important um do you want yeah. to talk about oh, go ahead sorry i was going to say just to add if it, if people are looking for a simple way to start you know just start whatever you're doing with the question what if you know what if i did, did put this down differently and then it starts building that muscle and if um people are interested they can do a reflection and like and not think too much about it. Just write for a couple of minutes. How was I creative today? And um, you know, people will be surprised themselves into recognizing um, how often they are creative. Mm. 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 Um, when you when you so how was I creative today? So so, so cultivating that, focusing on it. So what if I did this? What would you say to people that get trapped in why well, I have to know why I'm doing it? Um, well, um, maybe you don't always have to know why. And you already know the bigger why. Um, I guess I'll clarify a little bit. Um, it, it, I said earlier that um, creative expression is, is vital, um, not just to who you are, um, but also um, for the rest of us. <laughs> So in, in my own self-interest, it's important that everyone come into full expression of their creativity because um, this, is, this is how we're built for our own mutual survival and thriving. Um, and so it's, it's important not just for you, but for all of us and, and not just humans, but all beings. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's how we, you know, when we're experiencing, um, that's when we develop um, these qualities, like including compassion and empathy, because we we start um, we start losing these like clear lines of um, black and white, you mm-hmm. and me, and um, we have this like interdependence uh, sense, and you know we become we we build our capacity for a relationship, and the depth and breadth of that, and in that comes caring. And so you cannot not care then because you, you've, you're, you're not looking at people as objects or things as, uh, other beings as objects. And it's just you have this personal relationship. And so um, and it, sound, it may seem a little like uh, unclear if you are not actively engaged in any sort of creative practice or not recognizing it overtly. But once you do, you'll see how all of that is connected. And um, so that's the why. <laughs> it's for mm-hmm. our our well being and our survival as as individuals and as a planet. Mm-hmm. Mm, well said. Mm-hmm. That's um, 
living into that bigger why, that, that to really hold our broader intention, to live into a bigger why. It's, um, and that uh, it, it reminds me of how I teach meditation, which is um, meditation is um, communing, participating, or dwelling in the presence that's already there. And that we're, the why is we're here to reflect and reveal that. The why is we're here to dwell in that. And um, you did an incredible explanation of the why of creativity and how that, mer- that I love when you said that um, begins to, to take down the, the illusions of separation and, and constantly looking at people around us with suspicion and a sense of mm-hmm. um, what are they trying to get from me and what am I trying to get from them? And, and it really allows us to be more connected and more collaborative and more creative and, and uh, how many more C words can I come up with? No, <laughs> more conscious. <laughs> Yeah, really. It's a, it, it helps us escape the flatlands of, you know, these of product and process and all that, which is all important, but that's just part of the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it allows us to be just more whole with ourselves and each other. And, um, you know, we work, we, there's so much more now, thankfully, um, out in the world about, you know, mindsets and um, how if you look at something different, it changes changes your worldview and that's 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 what happens when you um, participate in your own creative expression Um, you can be more loose with all these narratives that are in your head and um, or that are coming at you and you it's you can see a little bit more um, how things are connected and maybe how things could be different and that's really that's really how it gets towards well-being it affects your perception um, and again, back to what I said earlier, increases your possibility feeling. Um, uh, and I don't know if you ever link, um, anything in your, um, radio shows, but I, there's plenty of wonderful literature on all this and easy to read articles that I could send you, but it's been shown that if you're creative, it's the single most predictor of your well-being. So just do it for your health. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, at that uh, <laughs> that that statement, uh, I loved um, I loved everything you said. But the flatlands of product and process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, and um, how the how the materialism has has just infected our brain and how it's infected. Our, and, and the biggest thing, you know, I think a lot of times when I say, okay, we live in a materialistic society, people initially go, well, I want my car and I want my goodies. And I, I like goodies too, but what people miss is that we have we have become the material. As you were using the word objectify, that objectifying yes. yeah. people and ourselves is we have become the product. Our body, yes. our hearts, we have become the commodity that we're looking at ourselves, our own self-perception like a commodity that can be bought and sold and we go into work and, you know, well, this is, you know, how much money is this going to make and this and this. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like I was talking with my sister and she has such a gift for singing and I said, you know, your vibration, you, you just, just singing, it, it brings forth such energy in the planet and 
And she's like, well, I don't have a record or I don't have, you know, I haven't, I haven't made, I haven't made an album. And I'm like, how we are in our materialistic society, we think whatever our gift is, our, our creativity, that if it's not getting um, a thousand likes or it's not going to make us famous, um, it's almost like we reach for that. It's like the truth is you do your creativity and your creativity and gift may very well become your occupation if you keep on going. But if you initially start, like step one, you start thinking, well, how can I make money from this? And who's going to recognize me? How can I, we've, we've, we've begun, that's so, like you said, a tragic, a wounding that we have now looked at our own heart, our own soul, as how can we monetize this? And holy cow. Yeah, and that's, um, I think, so I've been, I've been in that now and it's really conflating all these um, ideas and it's, it's like I'm the, I've been the queen of squirrely thinking, but it's like, you don't have to make money for it, but everything in our society says, you know, well, why, you know, how, how are you going to measure success and all of that. And um, when you talk about, as you were saying, materialism, it's, it's what we've done to ourselves, the objectification. And um, it's fine if, you know, whatever you buy and you love it, that's not really it. So you think about all these um, efforts to um, minimize and to um, become essential and all that. It's just what's missing is if you're in your own um, practice of creatively, like, expressing yourself, it's just for the sake of that and understanding why that alone is important. And it's – that's – that's enough. That's actually more than enough. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's what we need, you know. And so, and so it can earn you money, but if that's not that's not that's not the goal. Um, it's it and it, it it can get you the thousands of likes, but that's not the goal. They can go together, but they don't need to, you know. Mm-hmm. And how many yeah. beautiful work that people do, and they dis they dishonor it like that. I. I have a good friend I talked to in Canada, and he's a phenomenal storyteller. And he was talking about his stories, and, and, and I could see how it helped him and helped his friends and helped his life. And then he, like, deflated down, just completely deflated when he said, well, I haven't published any of them. And I'm like, mm, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, no, look how you've benefited. And I could see it. You, you know, I can see people's energy and I could see his heart flowing, his liver flowing and everything opening and all the lights he's touched in his community through these stories and, and sharing them with friends. And, and yet the moment he said that, it was like he became nothing. He, he was worthless. He felt worthless. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And that's so sad. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So is there any um, upcoming projects? So just shifting gears for a moment because we have um, – uh, let's see here. I think we have a, a little bit less than like five, six, maybe ten minutes, depending on our needs. But um, is there any projects you'd like to tell us about, or your website, and/or I don't know if you want to talk about stuff you're doing with other organizations. Um, I'm really interested in um, uh, what we've been talking about and how how to help people through that. And so it's really, to me, it comes down to the core of like how we're, the story we're telling ourselves. And so, um, uh, so I, I really start with stories and storytelling and our narratives. And 
um, people are already comfortable with words and language and um, and so using all that as a foundation as a way into um, um, being more playful with ourselves and finding our creative selves. And so mm-hmm. I have a few things coming up. Um, I have one where I'm collaborating uh, um, with some people in the financial services industry to um, shift idea, our ideas around um, money um, and our finances. And so that's, that's a place where we can be really creative and um, remove um, or, you know, I'd say shift the narratives that are not helping us anymore. So, mm-hmm. and that, that's going to come by, by, um, you know, looking at our bank statements and our, credit card statements and, you know, how they essentially tell the story of our lives and how can we, you know, transform them? What would we, how would we imagine a new way of being? What else would you like to do? So I'm doing mm-hmm. different versions of that. And um, um, I, I have a um, kind of another fun, again, starting with like words and ideas, um, ways to develop creative, um, a creative training practice. You know, we go to the gym and we get a trainer um, we have, uh, um, so I think we need something just like that with creativity. So I, um, I've developed it. I just need to put it out there. So, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the guides for people. Yeah. If someone wants to, so it sounds like the prosperity course is, is, uh, the date of starting that's going to be to be announced. Yes. That's going to be to be announced. Yep. Okay. Um, and, and it'll probably be in the spring. Yep. Spring. Okay. Um, so pretty soon, but not right now. And if someone wants to um, find out that information, where do they go? Uh, they can go to my website, which is RitaPatel.com, or they can just email me directly, which is um, RitaGPatel at gmail.com, and R-I-T-A-G-P-A-T-E-L at gmail. Uh, and that's probably the best way to go. Um, yeah, so, so I have those types of workshops. I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, so they can get on your email list so that you can, you, you could remind them it's coming up if they're really interested then, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I do this around different topics and, uh, um, whether it's play, time, you know, beauty is my biggest one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think last uh, prosperity course you did I was really intrigued and I'm intrigued again this one so um, yeah keep me informed of when you're going to do that it's um, at the the narrative of money and that uh, I, I'm thinking about when I met with my tax guy just a couple weeks ago and we have to go through every little detail and <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful I have my tools because it's like it brings up so much stuff it's like rereading my journal for the entire year and exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. And for that to be held with more grace and more awareness and then be given the opportunity to shift into a different paradigm of thinking, holy cow, that would be powerful for people. Um, instead yeah. of just saying it's survival fighting, fight or flight energy that most people have around money, to, to, that, to, that people can be creative around money. Now, that is just... That is a very, uh, I think, will spark a lot of people's interest. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I do everything in a way that's playful and fun. There's a lot of ease to it. It's not like I, you know, shock people and throw them in the deep end of the pool. So it's important to remember. But, you know, I, 
I don't know what you said about my background, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm trained as a CPA. I've worked in public accounting. And it's just if you think about the word account, it's like it's like telling a story. And so and everything mm-hmm. happens through money in life. And so it's all there. And we can be we can truly be creative in how we move some of that around. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I want to use that as my, that background that I have and move into a really spacious way. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so that's gonna be so amazing! Oh my gosh! Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Rita. I, as always, I you know it's I love having you on as a guest. So, you know, in another six months, I, I uh, you want to come on again? Just let me know. <laughs> okay, I have so much to talk about. Sure, <laughs> there is there is so much. Like we can probably talk for another two hours. I mean, you can feel it. So, all right, sweetie pie. Thank you so much for your blessing and your gifts, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you for having me on. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, again, I'm just, like I had promised you in the beginning of the show, how the incredible uh, light and gifts and presence and uh, creative genius that Rita brings forward in herself and then is really able to usher in others. Um, Her email, in case you um, didn't get a chance to read it down, is Rita Patel at gmail.com and you can also Google her and she's uh, got her information experiments and beautiful thinking uh, look at that online uh, she's got some incredible art too that she didn't get to talk about that is really her art in itself um, inspires opening your imagination and being able to open a different way of thinking so all of that just wonderful um, so in closing the show, I want to let you know I'm really, really excited um, that I am going to be starting the next self-acceptance process certification. And this program will really kick your butt. It awakens your gifts, and it, but it really holds your heart with tenderness. And we cover Qigong forms, advanced training in personal, transpersonal therapy, eco-psychology or shamanic practices, Trauma rates homeopathy, powerful processes in loving both the dark and light within yourself, and it really ushers you and births you into your true self. And that is starting in August, and I'm going to have a Wednesday night group that's going to be meeting every week, and then I'm also going to have a weekend retreat for those that want to do the weekend instead of the week. Um, that's starting in August, and you can give me a call here at 734-455-1438. You know, and that number is going to be changing. I'm going to be getting rid of that number, so I'm going to give you the other number, 734-796-6690. And you also can go to barbarawhite.com. I don't have the information up on my website yet, but you heard it here. Um, also, of course, you can go to Facebook, Barbara White, uh, the number one. And I do a lot of posting, almost like blogging on Facebook. So you're welcome to join me on that. All right, Sweetie Pies, so grateful. I know I am not the same person that began this conversation. I know you're not either. Step forward today into greater confidence, greater stillness and resting as the beauty, the love, the brilliance that you are, that I am, that we are, truly, truly are. Just taking a breath into that and allowing life to celebrate you as you celebrate life. Many blessings. Take care.